Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. So, uh, Governor Christie was uh, in Ukraine because, you know, he's still at 0.0 in the polls. <laughs> and uh, he was uh, basically there inspecting their infrastructure by walking over their bridges and stuff. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah and he, he heard they have good pierogi there. Oh. So, so yeah. he stopped to try some? Yeah, because he needs to be in the Ukraine, right? Because, uh, you know, he's, sure. he's going to win the presidency. Meanwhile, Banana Republic, Trump got about 35 more indictments. Every time he gets indicted, he goes up 5 to 10 points in the polls. <laughs> I don't know when the left is finally going to put two and two together, but, you know, a couple more indictments. He's probably not even going to have to run for office. He'll just be appointed president by, like, affirmation. Yeah, probably so, yeah. Meanwhile, the other meat popsicle in Delaware, his build back bankrupt and broke seems to be working really good. Fitz just downgraded the uh, yep. the uh, United States credit rating, no and the media there. is not reporting on it. No, why would they do that? They're they're not reporting on it at all, which is you know the canary in the coal mine here. Yep, you know what absolutely. I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, look the other way because there's no excess deaths and unexplained around the world right now. Since it's it's just it's just crazy. Uh, yeah. Build back bankrupt and broke. I don't see any build back better hats, by the way. Anywhere. No, no, there's no more. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just, I think, uh, well, China, you know the backlog in China. Yeah, so. we are truly a banana republic now, and uh, you know uh, there's so much going on in the Second Amendment community throughout the entire country, not just New Jersey. I know the the, the majority of our listeners are New Jersey, then New York, and then the 48 other states. We have listeners, obviously, far and wide, and I, I love you all. Uh, but there was a great article in the Wall Street Journal because there's the gun laws right now and all these cases. It's in total chaos. The Bruin decision laid very clear on the backs of, you know, Heller and McDonald and Catano, as Jay Factor would say, and, you know, Dan Schmutter and Scott Bach and all of our two-way uh, warriors out there. But there are so many activist judges out there. You mm-hmm. know, here's a newsflash. The Second Circuit in New York, still no ruling since March. <laughs> They're going to just drag their feet until the court completely switches its makeup in the Supreme Court, I guess. And I think that's going to be a real wild card. I've said it before. I think the Supreme Court is going to be ma- an- announcing something soon that is going to be very out of the ordinary, that they probably an uh, unprecedented move where they're going to get involved in a Second Circuit because they're pissed off with them. And obviously our Third Circuit uh, case is moving along rapidly. You know, we're before the Third Circuit in October. And again, our mag ban case and our uh, assault weapons ban, evil features case. But the Wall Street Journal, you know, used to be really um, center right. Now it's center left, and uh, which we can almost say it's lightly moderate, but not as much as I would like it to be. But there is this was written by who was this written by? It was written by why America's gun laws are in chaos. Okay, judges clash over history a year after the Supreme Court upended how courts decide Second Amendment cases. And it was written by Jacob Gershom. And, and it's 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 actually uh, pretty good. But, you know, because Thomas said 1791 
and uh, judges are scrambling to find, you know, history from 1791 that is gun grabbing. So they're picking and choosing historical evidence, right? Yep. And obviously it's moving at a snail's pace. And the, the Second Circuit and the Ninth Circus, et cetera, et cetera, they're all uh, jumping on this as well. And the big issues are where are what what are sensitive places? Can you have alcohol present when you're carrying, et cetera, et cetera? And uh, you know, the whole Bruin decision rejected the practice of lower courts considering the public safety intentions of gun laws being challenged the co- the courts often found that the government's goal of curbing gun go- crimes and mass shootings outweighed the liberty interest of gun owners which we can't do that just like our government is trying to take our first amendment rights away i mean all of these emails keep coming out about how the government basically told the social media sites and all the internet sites what they should publish and what they shouldn't. And our media doesn't report on that when they don't realize they've just become lackeys from permanent Washington. Yep. You know, nobody is a real reporter anymore. The days of Woodward and, you know, Deep Throat and all of that are gone for you young people. Google it. Okay. But, uh, that practice over the years watered down our gun rights. Okay. And Thomas wrote, to pass constitutional muster, gun restrictions within the scope of the Second Amendment must be deeply rooted in historic precedent. Okay? Governments defending them bear the burden of showing that their laws are similar, or at least very similar, to regular to firearms regulations widely enforced around the time of the Second Amendment's ratification in 1791. So now we all know that for for the past 40 years, we the people have had to prove that our rights are are our rights. Now we flipped it. The government has to prove it. And the government is stamping their feet. And, of course, they're getting they're getting a lot of play from the activist judges at the lower courts. So the Supreme Court is going to have to step in shortly. So I believe it's a great time. I know everybody out there is impatient, but I do believe it's a great time for us, you know, to get to this point. You know, it all started with uh, Heller and McDonald, you know, Scalia back in the. 2008 with the Heller decision, which seems like 15 million years ago, but it's only been 15 years ago. And uh, the Supreme Court moves very slowly. And you'll notice all the attacks by the media and the left on the six conservative justices. It's all by design. Okay. It's all by these by design. And they're trying to discredit the Supreme Court. And it's not going to happen at this point. And luckily, you know, every one of them seems to be in good shape and no one's uh, retiring. Sorry, I had to. Um, Where's your whistle? I had to wet my whistle. Yeah, I got a lot going on in my life, too, right now. So um, it's uh, it's interesting. But, you know, Thomas's opinion also suggested that laws in existence around 1868 when the 14th Amendment was ratified to protect federal rights from infringement by states could also serve as a historic baseline. But 1791 is the one that everybody focuses on, okay? 
And, uh, of course, the, the left tries to make it about race. It was, well, 1791, the laws were written by white, you know, property owners that owned slaves, and they were wealthy and everything else. And, you know, they're, they're going back to all of these brown laws and Jim Crow era laws and everything. But I believe that we have history on our side. I believe we have the best legal scholars on our side. Uh, all the left is guilty of doing right now, Sandy, is is basically stamping their feet and using emotions. Mm -hmm. They think that's what's happening with our AG and, and his lawyers in New Jersey as well. They're trying to, you know, pull the emotional strings of people. But it's history, text, and tradition, ladies and gentlemen. And when one of these cases, the race is on, gets to the Supreme Court, I think it's going to be the next case that is going to turn the Second Amendment 99% in our favor for the next 20 years. At uh, least. Yeah, I agree. So please hang tight, everybody. You know, there's so much controversy with the carry again gun for hires qual was substantially equivalent so you're okay and there's going to be some other announcements coming up soon i can't allude to the fact i said this a few weeks ago that there was going to be some announcements and lo and behold our lawsuit came out and uh challenging the uh, new carry as as evan knappen would say the john wick carry requirements um i have a feeling there's a disturbance in my force i feel there's going to be some more uh, good news coming out soon. I can't report any further on that. I'll get uh, beat up by the legal legals out there. But uh, it's looking uh, good for us. <laughs> That's all I can say. You know me, the schlubby guy from New Jersey that doesn't do anything for the Second Amendment community. Uh, oh, real quick, before I forget, ladies' night. We had another ladies' night nice. Thursday. Sopranos catered it. Juan Dulce desserts brought the desserts in. Gun for Hire uh, took care of it. Sandy, 94 women. Wow. 94 women came out. What a huge, That's huge turnout. fantastic. Yeah, so many new faces as well. I mean, I just, I just love this. Uh, I got an employee here, Matt. He's a fairly new employee, and he brought his son in one day, you know, and, I, of course, I talked to him, and I gave him a Gun for Hire challenge coin and told him what the rules are, and his name is Sebastian, and he's nine years old. And... Uh, I have this handwritten note that I'm going to, a lot of people will see with the teaser and everything, but he wrote, Dear Anthony, the rules. Number one, always keep the gun pointed in a safe direction. Two, always keep your finger off the trigger. Three, always keep the gun unloaded until you're ready to use it. Gun for hire at the Woodland Park Range from Sebastian. Bravo, Sebastian. Wow. You are our future. <laughs> is great. I'm going to be holding your note up uh, for the gun for hire radio picture for show 637. We talk about it all the time. Each one, reach one. Okay? It's very important that everybody gets out there. Each one, reach one. So back to turmoil. This The Fifth Circuit right now just ruled that the Biden's pistol brace ban is unlawful. The ATF broke the law when crafting its rule requiring the destruction of or destruction or registration of guns with pistol braces. Okay, the ruling of the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals panel handed down on Tuesday in a two to one ruling, the panel found the ATF exceeded its authority in trying to reclassify brace guns and subject them to greater regulation under federal law. It determined the agency had illegally crossed the line from enforcing to legislating, and the resulting rule must be set aside as unlawful or otherwise remanded for appropriate remediation. Now, 
we're going to get into uh, the Chevron deference in a few minutes because this is what this comes from. And I'm going to get into it. Richie McBride, Rich McBride asked me to cover in detail the Chevron deference, which is another case is before the Supreme Court right now. And we'll have a ruling in the spring. But anyway, the final rule affects individual rights, speaks with the force of law and significantly implicates private interests. Judge Jerry E. Smith wrote for the majority in Mock v. Garland. Mock is a decorated uh, military veteran who can only shoot with a pistol brace. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he wrote that this ruling, the ATF's ruling, that the ATF's law change, it's legislative in character. They can't make a law. An alphabet agency cannot make a law. And that's what the Chevron deference did. It allowed alphabet agencies to make law. Okay? You can ask me. I'm an expert on being visited by alphabet agencies. <laughs> okay? And for you people, if you don't know what an alphabet agency is, FBI, CIA, DEA, uh, you know, ATF, uh, DEP, OSHA, whatever. There's, there's, there's thousands of government agencies out EEOC. there. EEOC. Yeah, EEOC. <laughs> uh, EPA. So they're all out there, all right? But this throws uh, more water on the president's unilateral attempts to expand gun restrictions through the actions by executive agencies. It follows the Fifth Circuit tossing out Biden's attempt to ban the sale of unserialized parts or homemade firearms and the holdover bump stock ban from the Trump administration, which the Biden administration had defended in court. This is a huge win for us at the Fifth Circuit. This is headed to the Supreme Court, by the way. Okay, Uh, we we know this is going to be headed to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court's going to have a lot more gun cases on the roster. They went almost 12 years without a major case. I believe in a year we're going to see one or two more major cases at the Supreme Court. We already the Supreme Court already picked one case where nonviolent felons should they be able to own guns. All right. Mm -hmm. The next thing I think we're going to see the Supreme Court, too, is, is marijuana. If you can have medicinal or recreational marijuana and legally own firearms, that one's going to be queued up. And then, of course, all of our cases. Remember, in New Jersey, we're, we're the tip of the spear with these cases, ladies and gentlemen. Our, 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 our guys and girls out there, they didn't waste any time filing lawsuits and everything. And, you know, there's many other lawsuits that are in the queue. And we're going to have Scott Bach on the show again, hopefully in a few weeks, because he always talks about the low-hanging fruit. Yeah, and, right. We have many, many cases, uh, but we can't. A lot of them, we have to wait and see how these cases are going to be decided. Why should we put manpower and money on a case where we get a, a, a favorable or an unfavorable ruling that affects the tone or the specific spearhead of a case behind it? You know what I mean? Right. So you can't throw 100 cases out there at once. You have to be selective because everybody's like, we need to get rid of the pistol permitting scheme. We need to get rid of. Yes, we do. Okay, but there's so many cases chugging along throughout all the lower courts here. It affects everything. Also, some of our stuff, some of our low hanging fruit might be fixed by other lower courts that we're not paying for. All right, that NRA, FPC, FSAF, GOA, all these other cases that are churning through the courts here, they're going to affect our cases as well. So it's very important. You have to keep your eyes on the prize. It doesn't happen immediately here. So before we get into Chevron deference, I want to talk about... uh, Last week, I said I'd love to have, you know, direct emails and stuff for, like, the uh, Attorney General's office and stuff. And I got the, uh, the press... 
Uh, Sharon Lacher, she's the comms director for the Office of the Attorney General. So if you want to grab a pen right now, give everybody a second to grab your pen. This uh, was un- was founded for me by uh, New- News 2A, which if you know News 2A, they're really, really good people. You should go to News2A.com and check them out. The editor sent me this. The, it's OAG Press at NJOAG.gov. OAG Press. P-R-E-S-S at N-J-O-A-G dot gov. I want to thank the editor from uh, News 2A for that. Now, if you're going to send them an email, be educated, be objective, be polite, be professional. Okay? Threats will get you red flagged. Crazy statements will get you crazy responses. We should never lower ourselves to that level. We should not lower ourselves to an emotional level. We should maintain the high ground at an educated level and just state your facts. I'm 87 years old. I'm a veteran. I can't do the kneeling portion. Why would you do this to me? Something to that effect. Okay. I can't afford all of these new pistol permitting schemes. I'm a single mom, 35 years old with two children, uh, blue collar. Why did you make it unaffordable for me? Little things like that would be much better than going emotional and calling them stupid or calling them that. That's my job. Okay, on the radio show, let me have the fun, all right? I'm the big fish with the target on his back. I I enjoy doing it, all right? You have jobs, you have wives, you have kids, you might be a school teacher, whatever it is, you know? And I just think that all of you have to, uh, you know, uh, just keep it at a professional level. Let me, let me be the one. I love being the tip of the spear, and let me be the agitator. Let, let me be that one. I, I like that, all right? It's my calling in life. So the Supreme Court is going to consider a major case on the power of federal regulatory agencies, all right? And uh, this is the Chevron deference, D-E-F-E-R-E-N-C-E. This spurs off of the Chevron deference case so this was by amy howe on the scotus blog and i've been following her for a long time so just a little background rich mcbride wanted to know this and all of you should know this because this affects us tremendously on all the alphabet agencies basically instead of enforcing laws that were written by our legislators and and signed off by the executive branch this allows the uh, alphabet agencies to basically legislate And that's the Mock v. Garland case is a perfect example. So she wrote nearly 40 years ago in Chevron versus Natural Resources Defense Council, the Supreme Court ruled that courts should defer to a federal agency's interpretation of an ambiguous statute as long as the interpretation is reasonable. On Monday, the Supreme Court agreed to consider its ruling in Chevron. The question comes to the court in a case brought by a group of commercial fishing companies. They challenged the rule issued by the National Marine Fishery Services that requires the fishing industry to pay for the cost of observers who monitor compliance with fishery manager management plans. That's like me. I have test wells on my property. When the EPA comes and tests the water on the test wells, I get the bill yeah, for the testing right. of the test wells. Yeah, you have to pay okay. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that great? Hmm. So... The fishing companies came to the Supreme Court in November asking the justices to weigh in on their challenge to the rule and to overrule Chevron, 
or the petition suggested, clarify that when a law does not address controversial powers expressly, but narrowly granted elsewhere in the statute, there is no ambiguity in the statute, and therefore no deference is required. After considering the case at five consecutive conferences, the justices agreed to take up only the second question on the Chevron Doctrine. Some members of the court's conservative majority have been critical of the Chevron Doctrine in recent years. Justice Thomas has been among the Doctrine's most vocal critics, arguing in a concurring opinion in 2005 that the Chevron deference wrests from courts the ultimate interpretive authority to say what the law is and hands it over to the executive branch. He has been joined by Justice Gorsuch, who in a dissent from the denial of review last fall argued that the court should acknowledge forthrightly that Chevron did not undo and could not have undone the judicial duty to provide an independent judgment of the law's meaning. This is the case that's before the justices now. It's called Loper Bright Enterprises versus Rayamundo. It is likely to be argued in the fall with a decision to follow sometime in early 2024. Okay. Justice Katanji Brown recused herself from the case, presumably because she participated in the oral, oral argument in the case when she was a judge in the D.C. Circuit. So basically now you only have instead of nine justices, you have eight. So you're basically looking at five or six to two, all right, uh, for this case. So I believe that we're going to see a huge whirlwind with the Chevron deference where it's going to be knocked out, where the Supreme Court is going to turn around and say, listen, 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 the alphabet agencies cannot make law. The alphabet agencies can only enforce that law. We have to have that balance of power. We have to have the three branches of government. And the Chevron deference takes that power and gives it to the executive branch, who, whatever whatever side is in charge, conservative are, are, are liberal, and their alphabet agencies become their pit bulls of whatever they want to say is legal or not. And it would basically take a lot of pressure off of the lower courts and pressure off the higher courts if we get rid of the Chevron deference because the alphabet agencies would only be able to follow the law and not interpret the law. So I hope everybody understands the importance of this case. All right. It's very important to us in the 2A community. It will be one more arrow in the quiver of a Dan Schmutter and Paul Clement and, you know, uh, David Jensen. Uh, when they're arguing before the courts saying, well, the, the alphabet agencies can't do this, ladies and gentlemen. And it goes down to the state alphabet agencies as well, like the OAG. They're doing that now about how, you know, how gun companies market and using it to sue. This all falls on Chevron deference here. So it's uh, it's it's groundbreaking. And again, what the Fifth Circuit did to us uh, with the uh, with the. Uh, pistol braces and everything and bump stocks and granting a stay. This is this is all important stuff. And again, it's just more of the argument. It's going to be more for Dan to have and Paul Clement when they're arguing our carry case. And and I can tell you a lot of the government agencies, executive branches are starting to get the memo and they're starting to become a little more receptive to meeting in the middle on stuff. I can't say any more than that. 
there will be some things we'll we'll talk about um, as we as we go along. I can't say anything more than that. But we're getting to a, a a good point now where they're so used to the past thirty or forty years of constantly winning, having the alphabet agencies behind them, behind them, and being able to interpret you know intermediate scrutiny in the courts that they had this narcotic effect that they could just you know keep citing the same cases and still gaining wins and gaining a little ground. I think the anti-gun AGs and governments and and judges are starting to. Uh, have a little bit of a turnaround. I wouldn't say it's a 180-degree turnaround, but they're having about a 90-degree uh, turn, Sandy. Well, that's good. In the, yeah, and, well, because they know what's going to happen. And a lot of them, like I said, I think New Jersey and New York bit off more than they can chew. They Absolutely. should have let sleeping dogs lie. I've repeated yeah. this a million times. And uh, we're going to be the ones that are... Look, at it was New York that got us brewing. Yep. <laughs> keep it up, guys. Keep it up, ladies and gentlemen, because it's going to be a good one. Uh, where are we with time, Sand? We're almost halfway there. We got about ten minutes or halfway. We can do mm. we can do housekeeping now. <clears throat> I would love to do housekeeping now because I have some exciting stuff I want to discuss well, and let's I got do some it. learning. So, obviously, you know, if you live in New York, you should have N Y T A C D E F E N S E dot com, New York dot com. Use Gun for Hire, one word, for fifteen percent off your monthly membership of thirty five dollars. Uh, let me tell you something. You need NYTAC defense if you live in New York because they hate you. Uh, U.S. Law Shield, uslawshield.com. Please use gun for hire, one word in your code. If you live in any other of the 49 states, you need U.S. Law Shield. Again, both of these are legal defense funds. They are not insurance, but they are legal defense funds where, you know, if you have a problem, you just call that red number in your card or in your wallet and you have attorneys. 24-7. Great book to read is Decoding Firearms by John Petrolino. It's available at uh, Aberdeen Guns in Monmouth County. It's available at Gun for Hire. It's available on Amazon. And it's available in Kindle form. Please, 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 it's growing. StandStrong.biz. StandStrong.biz. 400 businesses, products, and services for the 2A community. I got more email accolades from our Stand Strong Sundays. Uh, we send an email out every Sunday highlighting three businesses that are part of the StandStrong.biz. Support those who support you. My doctor, Dr. Joseph Sambatero, Optimal Health Wellness NJ. Optimal Health Wellness NJ. Concierge medicine for a few hundred dollars a month. Uh, 250 patients maximum. No more waiting in stinky waiting rooms. <laughs> Uh, Lake Island Rifle and Pistol Clubs in Carteret, New Jersey, is looking for junior rifle members 12 to 18 years old to learn firearm safety and to compete in small bore and air rifle competition. Visit, visit, visit lakeis.org. If you are in the Scotch Plains area, go to Zen Float Center, zenfloatcenter.com. Tell Sharon Decker I said hello. Obviously, I just plugged John at Aberdeen Guns and Ammo. You can get crime-proof, think like a criminal, and beat them at their own game, and uh, decoding firearms by John Petrolino at that location. Go and check them out. Say hi to Vin, and uh, thank Vin for taking his wife out to dinner because she's the hardest-working woman I've ever met. The New Jersey chapter of Friends of the NRA is having a fundraiser banquet at Biagio's in Paramus, October 5th. Steve Churchill is the chairperson. Go to friendsofnra.org. 
org. Click Northern New Jersey and buy your tickets now. Gun for Hire is a sponsor. We are donating a ton of stuff, and I will be the keynote speaker that night. Please <clears throat> check out uh, news2a.com, news2a.com. One of Gun for Hire's tactical instructors, Vlad, will now be a contributor, as well as Charlie Cook from Riding Shotgun with Charlie, and John Petrolino is also a contributor there. Anything you want to know about the carry updates in the state of New Jersey, go to gunforhire.com and click on the New Jersey CCW permit page. Everything you possibly need is right there, ladies and gentlemen. Please, please, please uh, check it out. Uh, Okay. We had, I'm going to talk about Trevor's grandmother in a minute, but we had our first meeting uh, for civics. You know, Great. civics presentation. We had a brainstorming session. And uh, let me tell you, first of all, let me do a little call out. I, uh, Justin was not there, the lawyer, but he had sent a, a phenomenal PowerPoint. Brad couldn't make it. He was working late. I think Joe Laporto lives too far away. But Gary Mastrangelo was there. Scott Wentworth. Roshana Cosby was there. Uh, Trevor Ferrigno was there. Obviously, Phoebe was there. And... Uh, Paul drove from Cape May, Sandy. Ooh. He works part-time. He's retired and works part-time at Range 129. He listens to the show religiously, and he came up. Uh, I bought dinner for everybody, Sete Pizza, who's on StandStrong.biz, by the way. They're only a block from the range. And we had a great session and wrote a little outline. And I just a little disclaimer here. This whole civics uh, education thing, it's not all guns. All right. Yeah, I don't want right, everybody to think right. that because it's on Gun for Hire Radio. Trevor wanted to make that clear, and so did I. Yeah. This is to be able to go to your school board, your zoning mm-hmm. board, you know, your budget committee, yes, wh- wh- whatever, it, whatever it is. Right. I want people to know the ins and outs. And I got to tell you something. You know, you're only as good as your people. Holy shit! What a brainstorming uh, that we had. Like Rashana has this beautiful PowerPoint about. Knowing what type of town you're in, all right? Is it a village? Is it a, you know, uh, is it a uh, township? All of this, is it a city? Every government has a different structure. Mm. I didn't know that. I didn't either. Okay? And then she <clears throat> let us know, you need to know who makes the decisions in your town. Who's the real power broker? Okay? They told us about, uh, you know... Uh, Robert's Rules of Order, working sessions versus voting sessions. Gary talked about that. Roshana talked about that. You know, attend a few council meetings and just watch and listen to get over that intimidation factor. You'll also find out who the power brokers are there. Exactly. Know why why you're there and prepare ahead of time. Know who your council members are as people, not just the authoritarian figures, okay? Learn why they became council me- members. Leverage their motives to influence your position, right? Talk to what them. Are, what are they looking for? Scott Wentworth had a great point. Never leave the meeting early. Gary seconded this. Yeah. Stay till the end because absolutely. usually more business gets done after the meeting You're than during the meeting. Right. You'll also see after the meeting who the power brokers are. Right. Also, how to file Oprah requests. How to get public records. Get prior council meeting videos. Uh, Roshana had a great one. If you can't go to a meeting, 
you can send stuff that needs to be read into the record at the meeting. They have to read it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That. Yeah. It's memorialized into the meetings. Okay. I, I never knew that. So this is, I mean, these guys and girls went on and on. Okay. Uh, government structure. Uh, public speaking. We're going to review the basics of public speaking. How to convey a, a significance of your word selection. Importance of your tone and speaking. Trevor outlined, put all of this together. Uh, you know, each part participant is to propose the modules that would like to fit. So all of the people that came that day, they're all going to take these different modules. Our first module is going to be basically, you know, presenting to your public, uh, to your, uh, to your government body. Has anybody, how to do it, did anybody how to video this? Not yet. No, no. This was just brainstorming. Just a, okay. This is just We're going to have another brainstorming session. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. This is going to be devastating to our ruling class. Oh, yeah. Okay? It's going to be Absolutely. devastating to our ruling class because we're going we're gonna to create something where people can go and hold the public masters responsible. Gary mm -hmm. was telling me, and Roshana, for years and years, people don't even show up to meetings. Right. And they love when nobody shows up yeah, because they exactly. get their work done and, yep. and, and, they're, and they're one, two, three, and they're done. Yep. But we have secret weapons now. We have people like Roshana who was on her council for like 11 years, I think. She was one of these pains in the asses where she just kept and poking the bear, you know. And she actually got council people to move out of the town because they despised her so much. <laughs> okay? You got to love that. You got you to gotta love that. Absolutely. All right? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, Gary did the same thing. Gary went from the hunter to the hunted, back to the hunter. And, uh, you know, they all shared great stories, great presentation stories. So I'm just – I'm. I'm enthused. Uh, Scott Wentworth was on both sides of the union and non-union management aisle of negotiations. And he used to go to the meetings, he said, when he had nothing on the agenda and would just sit in the back. And, you know, they would be like, what's he here for? You know, so I think it's yeah, I think it's I think it's great, you know, knowing how to use your a lot of time. But again, you can send stuff in. You can send written comments in that have to be read into the record. You can get 30 or 40 people to send things in that have to be read into the record. Wow. So, yeah, I just I learned so much and I can't wait until we run our first couple of test uh, classes. Again, it's not about guns. It's about taking back our governments, holding their feet to the fire and taking back our governments. I just think this is a phenomenal uh, thing again. I just had this little spark of an idea, and I'm pretty much stepping back from it. I'm going to be the vocal voice, helping everybody out, and and getting the word out to educate people. But it's like if you don't like what's going on with your school board, or you don't like what's being built in your neighborhood, or you don't like how the money being spent in your town, I'm here for you. We're going to help you out. It's again, it's not. And again, this started from my desire to get people like Mahmoud in Patterson to go and. You know, poke the bear. The law says 30 days. I haven't gotten my permit. What can I do? You know, how, do, how, do, how can I help? You know, call your mayor. Call your police chief. Call all of your elected officials. Go to your town meeting. Make a presentation. That's where this started. If anybody else listening has anything else to add, if anybody else listening uh, has an idea that they want to add to this, info at Gun for Hire, please. If you want to attend the next brainstorming session, if you feel like you have stuff to add, please email info at Gun for Hire. <clears throat> and we'll get you into the uh, 
the email chain that's going on here. Uh, I just think this is going to be something that everybody should be involved in, and it's going to be uh, pissing all of the uh, ruling class off, which really makes my day, so to speak. So back on guns. So anyway, Trevor shared a story with us here. Uh, this is a learning segment. So Trevor has his 86-year-old grandmother. She's four-foot-tall little Italian lady. And uh, she went food shopping, and when she came out, she got scammed by a bunch of, uh, I guess you could call them gypsies. I don't know if that's legally anymore, <laughs> where they came over and they overwhelmed her, and they man managed to steal her jewelry. Oh. You know, I have this necklace. Try this on, and they took her necklace off. Basically, it all happened so fast, and she's 86 years old. It, she doesn't know what happened. And, you know, I cover stuff like this in my book, but you can't stop an 86-year-old woman who is independent for the past 76 years. You can't stop her from driving. You can't stop her from doing what she wants to do. You can't say, Graham, call me and I'll go with her. It yeah. ain't going to happen, right? Yeah. She's going to do it. And it was broad daylight in Paramus. How do you, how, how do you prevent something like this, Sandy? Yeah, you, right. can, you, you, you really can't. Uh, yeah. So they overwhelmed her, and obviously nothing is going to happen with the police. We we all know that. I mean, come on, Not, nothing happens. No. You know, uh, people just have to be vigilant, and you have to be aware, and you have to maybe sit down and use that as an example, and say to your mom or your grandma, or your sister, or whatever, and say, "Listen, there's these scammers out there, and there's powers in numbers. I need to go food shopping too. Why don't you call me when you're going, and I'll go with you." You know, and make it's a great time to visit a family member, sure. right? Yeah. Maybe you haven't seen your grandma in three weeks. And like Trevor, he has a baby coming. Him and his wife are due in September. The the, the babies do. You know, and you work for a living, and you have a busy you have a busy life going on. But man, the predators just look for prey, and and they don't care. You know, they're again we talked about it. They are so focused on us, the law abiding, tax paying citizen, that the criminals are just doing whatever they want. You know, when when crime is rampant, they're not looking at ways to solve it. They're looking at ways to hide the data. Yeah, exactly. You know, oh, it's all good. It's all good. You know, we're okay. Uh, I think I covered last week. Sheila Oliver passed away, right? The the lieutenant governor. Did I? I can't remember. I, I don't if that know happened. if we did or not. But yeah, yeah, well, she passed she away, unfortunately. I mean, I didn't agree with her politically, but something happened, and you know, they're not issuing any reason why or anything. But you know, Godspeed. You know, again, I, we can agree to disagree. Our politics were the exact opposite, but okay. I, I feel bad. I think uh, Snaggletooth has to come back from his villa in Italy a little mm. earlier because he has 45 days to appoint another lieutenant governor, which is basically a no-show job unless the governor's uh, not around. Right. Uh, but, okay, so I want to talk about some letters here. Remember last week I talked about Manny. His whole family hates him. He's Dominican. Yeah, right. Right. So he wrote, he wrote, hi, Anthony, thank you for reading my letter on your show. I was rolling on the floor just <laughs> listening to your comments. And yes, I do wear socks. Not wearing socks was a thing back in the day for some. It still may be a thing, but I do wear socks. Laugh out loud. <laughs> thank you for what you do, Manny. Well, Manny, I'm old. And when I when I had the, the, the job in Newark, I had a lot of Dominican people. That was the joke back in the day. So it's probably about 40 years ago. Jules is back. I hear Jules had a birthday. Happy birthday. Belated Happy birthday, birthday, Jules. Yes. So he goes, uh, Aunt, if highlighting your efforts fighting 
for every American's constitutional right earns the individual moniker bootlicker, I would like to be a founding member of Ant's Bootlicker Club. As you know, I'm a retired federal agent with 30 years experience and can tell you that the only time I have had, uh, I had, uh, wait, I have had to fire at something 30, oh, I had to fire at something 30 yards away has been during qualification. (laughs) I've been carrying a firearm legally for more than 50 years. In that 50 years, I cannot imagine firing at anyone more than 10 yards away for several reasons. Primarily, I know in a stressful situation, my accuracy will suffer. That's a true man that can admit that. Absolutely, yeah. Your example of having to fire at danger at 25 yards is spot on. Most of my practice at the range is at the 10-yard distance and closer. Jules doesn't say it here, but that's because, like him and I, we can't see really further than 10 yards anyway. Pretty much, yeah. Right. Yeah. I I am a conscientious advocate of the Second Amendment, almost as fierce as my wife. However, I urge anyone carrying a firearm to understand the responsibility that comes with the right. Uh, a wise friend of mine, attorney, reminds me often that every bullet you fire has an attorney's name on it. Amen. <laughs> it's true. Consequently, I am constantly assessing the environment and devising a plan of action whenever carrying. I never attend church services without my firearm. I sit in the same seat in my church where I can see all the entrances and exits. I assess that what action I might take if, God forbid, some lunatic enters the church with a firearm. None of my plan moves include firing at the threat from a distance. They all include moving towards the threat, if possible, where I can get a reasonably safe outcome without endangering civilians. God bless you for your advocacy, Jules, bootlicker in chief. Thank you. You know, <laughs> since I've been trashing uh, Reddit so much, I cannot believe how many gun for hire alumni come in and say, you know, I saw those posts on Reddit. Those people are crazy. I will commend uh, Brad Hendricks for starting the uh, the uh, subgroup in uh, in Reddit for New Jersey guns because it's gotten a lot more people educated and it's got a lot more word out. But it's that whole anonymous, anonymous, yeah, anonymous thing. Uh, where people, you know, they're anonymous and they, they have the, the stones to say whatever they want. And like I've said it before, I'll say it again. If it wasn't anonymous, you wouldn't see so much of that posturing out there. Meow. Um, so this is from Mike. And I'd be curious to know, since June 23, 2022, the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin landmark decision of the United States Supreme Court related to the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution, how much money has been spent that it could have been better allocated? Just me thinking. How much time and money the honest taxpaying pro-2A Americans have had to spend in legal and expert fees to defend our God-given rights? While at the same time, how much money the honest taxpaying pro-2A citizens are paying in legal and expert fees for the blue governments to fight to take those rights away? Mike, tens of millions of dollars that could be used for infrastructure, that could be used for veterans, that could be used for seniors, that could be used for the homeless, that could be used to fill potholes. All they do is use our money to unsurp our God-given Second Amendment civil rights, and we pay both sides in donations. We pay both sides in taxes. They truly, truly, truly hate us. You Would you agree, Sandy? Absolutely hate us. 
It's it evidence is. that's the only reason. Like you say thousands of times, when when they when you understand that they hate us, it all makes sense. I can tell you. I see the bills. I know what it costs NRA and ANGRPC in legal funds, right? Luckily, we get money from the NRA. Luckily, we get money from ANGRPC. Luckily, we have so many people that donate to the two A organizations. And I, I bet you the biggest complainers, like on Reddit online, they've never opened their wallet for a dime. Yeah, you're you know, absolutely right. Like the ones that say I'm yep. a greedy capitalist. Someday, yep. you know, they should come here and I could I could show you my donations that I don't <laughs> like. I don't like to uh, pat myself on the back because I'm not. I wasn't raised that way. But anyway, meow. Okay, so this is from <laughs> Axel. Hi, Aunt. Just finished listening to the latest show. Thank you for breaking things down as best as you can, of course. I still haven't heard back from New Jersey about my FID application. He's from, he's from New York. It's non-resident. He wrote, I submitted and got fingerprinted. Wondering if I do eventually get an SBI number, should I submit the carry application or wait to see if I can pass the recall? Well, I'll tell you right now, Axel. Now you need an SBI number to get a non-resident carry permit. They changed it on the online application. Before, you could apply for your non-resident carry permit, and they would sign you an SBI number. Now the application requires an SBI number. So for anybody there listening from New York that wants to get a non-resident New Jersey carry permit, go to gunfire.com, click the carry permit link, follow the New York link, and apply for your non-resident firearms ID card. And you have to get your FID card so you'll have an SBI number before you can apply for your carry. So then Axel also wrote, on another note, is there any way us New Yorkers can get a two-way friendly business listing like you have for New Jersey? That would be great if there is one or one could be compiled. Well, Axel, you're going to have to do it or get somebody to do it or any listeners want to start a standstrong.biz for New York, have at it. Just email info at Gun for Hire and I'll have my IT people uh, set up a subgroup if you want to do that to host it, but I can't do it. I got enough on my plate counting all my money, the greedy capitalist that I am. <laughs> Actually, I started weighing my money. Yeah, it's easier to weigh it. Yeah. yeah. This is from Vinny Gallo or Vinny Callo. I can't remember. He goes, thanks for not reading my spelling typo on the air. My brother now calls me Callo. He listens every week to the show as well. As f- <laughs> As far as my last email about my neighbor, I would never do anything to jeopardize my or anyone else's 2A rights or the rights or any rights for that matter. I was just venting and thought uh, that uh, you would be a person who would understand. Even though you banned me from your range, I feel like I need to have an autograph signing someday. That's my second mention on your show. He goes, another great show. The line about getting up and, and, and looks like you're in the toilet, you know, filled with grease is 100% me. I was laughing my ass off with the mom comments as well. So, yeah, I got it. I, I feel, don't you all, don't we all feel like we're in that toilet bowl and we're clawing out and the toilet bowl is just full of grease yep. and it's slippery and we can't get out? That's how I feel in this fight. Ugh, I can't help it. This is from Billy DC. I recently completed the NRA CCW instructor's course at Gun for Hire. I just wanted to tell you again that your team rocks. Chuck, Tony, Mo, Moosey, and Luann did an excellent job running the classroom and rain sessions. Thank you again. Keep up the great work. Oh, I'm sorry, that was Jose. Oop, Jose. This is from Billy DC. Okay, this is important. I'm a 67 year old male. I now hold a New Jersey carry permit. 
I have had left-hand surgery that prevents me from closing my hand and the wrist and doesn't bend much. I have had surgery and the joint in the middle finger has been replaced with an artificial joint. The injuries are easy to see and can be medically verified. I would like to be part of the suit against New Jersey and the modified training requirements. Thank you for consideration, Billy. Thank you for stepping up, Billy. Another plaintiff there. We've been sending them all to Dan. Uh, hang tight, everybody. Uh, please hang tight for another week or two. I got a feeling we're going to be hearing something, but I can't say it. Just hang tight. Did I make that clear enough that people should just hang tight? Sandy? Uh, I would say one more time. That, yeah. Please hang tight, everybody. Okay, Stand Strong Business Sunday. I got another one from Adriana Rojas. Good morning. Thank you for this email. What a gift to the New Jersey 2A community for supporting other businesses. I will be sure to frequent them. Sincerely, Adriana Rojas. Thank you, Adriana. Support those who support you. Anthony's been saying it forever, ever, ever, ever. I got another email from Rob Pettigrew I want to go over. He goes, I, I want to write to you and say thank you for all you do for the 2A community. I want to thank everybody that listens to this show. I, this is me now. I want to thank everybody that brings people to the range and each one reach one. I want to thank everybody that donates to the cause and educates your fellow family members and neighbors to our plight in the state of New Jersey. You all hold just as an important role as I do, okay? All the people that came here to volunteer for the brainstorming session the other night. Uh, these are all, we are all, we make this whole group up okay i'm just one vocal bastard with sandy trying to keep me in line and check for the past 13 years on <laughs> gun for hire radio and 32 years of advocacy it is a, it is a wonderful time to be involved in a two-way community i must say that so uh rob let's continue with your letter he goes it's an exciting time yeah i mean there we've had our speed bumps but it is yeah. an exciting time he goes, I also recently became a member of Gun For Hire, and I really enjoy your show. Because of your show, I also became a member donor of the ANGRPC. I really hope people appreciate Gun For Hire letting folks requalify at no cost because it is not your fault New Jersey can't get its act together. As an employment attorney that represents councils, employees, employers only, I can appreciate the significant cost and potential liability of running a business in New Jersey more than others. Okay, that was a great gesture on your part. Well, see, Rob, the guys that are knocking me, they have no overhead. They live in their mom's basement. Okay, so... Uh, okay, so Rob goes on. The only thing I ever disagree with you is that there is a, that there is a conspiracy on the government side. I think it's just plain old incompetence. Eh, we'll disagree. First Amendment, baby. Yogi said you can't hit and think at the same time. I think that applies to the government also. Also, that uh, anything that requires thought outside their process is doomed. Case in point, I live in the People's Republic of Montclair. They ran it. They hate me in Montclair. The yeah. permit officer hates yeah, that's me. That's for sure. Yeah. They ran a background check because the, they hate me because they ain't me. <laughs> they ran a background check when I simply had an address change on my FID card. Uh, then they simultaneously ran separate background checks on my purchase permit and carry permit with the same references. When I asked the sergeant what would happen if they arrived at different outcomes, he simply said, oh, that could never happen. Anyway, it took several emails, the last to the chief, to get my permits well past their deadline. Uh, yeah, not only do they hate me, they pretty much hate all of you. And it's a shame, too, because the permit officer is a gun guy. But that he's only a gun sad. guy for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. True. Yeah. I also wanted to let you know 
that I got my wife, Patricia, to sign up for Ladies' Night uh, event, and she's bringing two friends. Oh, please email me, Rob. I want to know how it went with them, okay? I'm sure I saw them here. My wife was there as well with a bunch of her friends, okay? I think they will have a lot of fun. I always enjoy your range. I have also taken several one-on-one lessons with Jim M., who is also a great instructor. Tony is always super responsive when I email him. I look forward to more classes. I say that having graduated the Essex County Police Academy at the top of my class in 97 before shifting gears to law school. Wow. I learned to shoot at the bullet hole almost 30 years ago. We cross paths, (laughs) he goes. While I am somewhat prolific with firearms, I appreciate getting feedback with others and enjoy the camaraderie. Lastly, I see that ANGRP is challenging the new qual requirements, and right, rightfully so. They make us carry concealed and thus compact firearms with three-inch barrels, but then also want us to shoot at rifle ranges, <laughs> right, exactly, rifle distances. Right. right. Exactly this is a great right. angle. That's the, a perfect the, angle. The PTC qual is precisely what I was required to do five year, for five years as a corrections officer. Uh, perhaps the following compromise can be reached. Uh, there's stuff brewing. The state can establish two forms of qualifications, one for so-called sensitive areas with the PT qualification and one for non-sensitive areas that reflects practical self-defense scenarios at closer distances. I would not mind that outcome. I hope to run into you soon. Until then, keep the spear sharp, Rob. P.S. Also, we are Lincoln Tech alumni. I attended Lincoln Tech 1979 to 80, Rob. That's where I met my uh, buddy Mark uh, that I traveled the world with who is fighting his own uh, medical battles there as well. Uh, Godspeed to him. Rob, that was a great email. Boy, you have a pretty diverse career as well. We definitely crossed paths at the bullet hole way back when uh, because that's where I cut my teeth and uh, started this whole crazy thing and uh, Manny from the bullet hole was an influence on me back in the day because in his prime he was a second amendment advocate too he rented a bus and took us all down to Washington D.C. to the assault weapons ban rally Uh, and we all drove down there and I was a young buck and uh, I'll never forget that that's where I got to meet G. Gordon Liddy who pulled up in a, a hum hummer HV hummer and his license plate said H2O gate (laughs) <laughs> and he was he was one of the speakers at Wash in Washington D.C., which was a, a phenomenal phenomenal time. Between that and reading the Knox report in Shotgun News by Neil Knox, and reading like Marion Hammer's articles in the NRA's uh, magazine every mm-hmm. month, that kind of lit the fire under me. And uh, going through the permitting process in the state of New Jersey. And uh, Florio uh, pushing the assault weapons ban in New Jersey and seeing how we were treated and seeing how people in states like Delaware and and Pennsylvania could just exercise their Second Amendment right Right. is what kind of pushed me on that path. For a lot of you new listeners, that's how it started. I was a casual shooter. Then I started competing uh, in local competitions and stuff. There was, you know, uh, bowling pin shoots in Riverdale and uh, action pistol with the Northern New Jersey Police Revolver League. This is before IDPA and IPSIX and and, and, uh, USPSA. This is way, way before that, you know. And uh, I really liked doing it. And I became, um, you know, part time hanging out in the gun ranges, helping people when I saw them struggling and 
somebody said I should become an instructor, and I went down to Edison like five weekends in a row and took all the NRA instructor classes from a Rich Giordano, who's still around, by the way, him and his uncle, who's passed. And uh, I became an NRA instructor and had business cards printed up, and I got a pager, and that's where it started. But my heart was always in the activism part of it, and uh, I never thought I'd turn it into a full-time career, but here I am, 62, turning the corner for 63, and uh, still doing it, and still love poking the bear. Paid a lot of... uh, (laughs) Paid a lot of dues for it over, dues, the, over yep. the years, but I don't think dues. I change it for you know anything. You know, when you have prosecutors saying, "Well, we're going to pursue this one because he's a big fish in a two A community because <laughs> he's good for my resume," you know you're screwed. Uh, yeah, you know you're screwed. But it's kind of a uh, booby prize, but yeah, I, I wouldn't change it. You know, uh, more ladies' days and nights are coming. Other things are being planned. You know, uh, we have the uh, 22 Fun League is starting again Tuesday, September 26th. We picked late Tuesday. It's going to run Tuesdays from September till November. And we picked the end of September so people get their kids back to school, get them back with their fall sports, get them back on their homework schedules. If they've, I don't know if they give homework in school anymore. But, you know, we're getting everybody back into it. And the league is it's kind of like bowling we supply the guns we supply the ammo we supply the pioneer protection the targets everything and you're going to shoot 30 rounds of ammo at each match each match is going to be different different scopes and on the rifles and everything and uh, your target is brought in and scored and that's it at the end of the matches we will have an award ceremony and drawings and prizes for everybody top shot winners different categories it's fun for the whole family and a great way to introduce your children to consistent shooting you know and following rules because not every kid is into soccer and baseball and football and I wasn't you know I was into hanging on a street corner and smoking cigarettes <laughs> at 12 years old I, for you listeners out there I actually started smoking cigarettes at 12 years old and I switched the cigars at 26 years old so yeah it's been a long time so the fun league is really a great way for family camaraderie and then of course the glock shooting sports foundation league is back this fall it starts thursday september 7th there are three scheduled matches you need to attend two of the three to be entered to win and uh, you will shoot 50 rounds of ammo at each match. You must bring your own Glock and ammo for the matches. At the end of the three matches, there will be a raffle ticket drawing, and we will announce the top shot winner. So this is really big. And again, full circle, stand, you know, standstrong.biz. Matt did the first quarantine crawl, and then I was home going stir-crazy with Tracy, and I visited hundreds of businesses over the 16 weeks gun for hire was closed yep. during covid and it morphed from quarantine crawl to standstrong.biz and i'll tell you people come in all the time and they're like where's a good place to go for but i'm like open your phone go to standstrong.biz bookmark it on your home page on your phone because we don't have an app so you create your own app by doing that all right now open it and it says would you like to use your current location yes or put your zip code in now type in tattoo type in pizza type in doctor or whatever lo and behold it all comes up there. Every one of you listening out there should be going on standstrong.biz before anybody. Paul came up here. Range 129 is on standstrong.biz. Cool. And they're all the way down in South Jersey, okay? It's not everything around the gun for higher range, but they're 2A supporters and they're a 2A business, so they should be on there. You can put your own business on there. I don't care what you do, tax preparer or whatever. Go on standstrong.biz. 
and put your business on there. One of us here have to approve it. We get an alert that somebody listed their business. We want to make sure it's not a scam or something. We look and see. We might send you an email to verify something. Sometimes we don't because I'm like, oh, I know him. That's Sandy Berardi. Yeah, just approve it. And your business will be listed. You can add photos. You can write all things up. You can put keywords in there and everything. Listen, do it. We have. A, don't give your money to someone who's going to use your money yep. to take your rights away. Absolutely. Look first and support the people that are willing to take a stand and be vocal. Right. That's what we need to do. I just saw somewhere where somebody went into a range and they were asked if they were carrying concealed and they refused to answer and the range didn't want them to shoot there or something like you can carry a gun for hire if you have a carry permit we fought 33 i'm going on 33 years of fighting for your rights sandy and i are doing the radio show 13 we're in year 13 sandy that's right here's our rules if you have not taken holster draw from us you can't draw from your holster and fire in the port but if you have your carry permit your gun must be concealed. That's the law. You can go anywhere in the property, anywhere in the store, bathrooms, range, retail, anywhere you want, and you can carry your gun. You can go into the port, and you can unholster your gun safely, keeping it pointed down range. You can shoot that gun. You can switch different guns that you want to shoot. At the end of your session, you reload your firearm. You put it back in your holster. You put your cover garment or shirt back over it and you leave the range safely. That's how we do it. Now, as a courtesy, if you want to let the range officers know that you're carrying concealed, you should. You should just say to the range officers, by the way, I got a carry permit. I'm carrying concealed. Okay, just so the range officer, most of my employees are carrying concealed anyway, but you should just let them know. It's, it's a nice courtesy, right? Right. Okay, so that's, that's all you have to do. There's no rules to be broken or anything there. We fought long and hard for carry. Could you imagine the hypocrisy if we didn't let you carry here? Oh, absolutely. And you see, it just is astounding that another range uh, said something about that. It's we have ranges that yeah. inspect people's stuff. Oh, like magazine capacity and everything. Wow. We ain't the police here at Gun for Hire. Right. Now, once in a while, I'll see a post where a rogue employee... You know, somebody will say, oh, you know, that's illegal or something because they're sh shooting a pistol brace or something. I have 140 employees here. If you have an employee that tells you that, after your session or during your session take break, just go ask anybody with a black shirt if that was legit or not. Or send me an email, okay? Send an email to info at gun for hire, okay? Because sometimes, you know, we hire new people and there's misinformation. He said, she said, we said, I've gotten feedback like that and sent an email out to all the employees recorrecting it the other day one of the ladies at the front desk gave wrong information on the carry permit and the person listening on the other end said well anthony said the opposite on the radio show luckily that person sent me an email i corrected it immediately mm. and when we approached the girl she misunderstood okay and there's also times you guys some of you out there listening you ask a question 87 different ways, hoping to get the answer that you want. Yeah, exactly. Right. All right. You're also yeah. guilty of harassing my staff because we tape conversations on the phone conversations. And I've gone back and listened. And I've had to be restrained sometimes from the phone calls where, <laughs> where, where people are talking to my employees where they shouldn't be talking to my employees that way. Some of you all are guilty out there of that. And that's not fair because they're just doing their job. Okay, where you're getting a little up in their grill and you and you really shouldn't be. So anyway, are we done? We are. Yeah. Yep. 
So, uh, oh, classes, Sandy. I have no class, but uh, Tony and the crew, never, never been better. We have private training available all week. Just email info at Gun for Hire. CPR First Aid AD is this Tuesday, August 8th. That's, That's good course. in two days. Important. Hemorrhage Control is Wednesday, August 9th. Atenzia Kali is August 13th. Fantastic Chuck and Luann, yep, truck and Chuck and the truck. Chuck and Luann are back NRA basic instructor Phenomenal training August 12th and 19th. Plus every week we run like five pist- NRA basics a pistol, we run rifle and we rifle shotgun and urban classes and holster draw and drawing from concealment and qualifications go on two days a week. Get your ass to the Gun for Hire site and register for some classes because you could never stop learning. Especially drawing from concealment. Very important yes. if you're going to have a carry permit. Yes. Very important. And if you take our holster draw class, you will be able to draw from a holster at Pretty cool. Yes. Thank you all. Well, there it is. It looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, master trainer Anthony Calandro, author of Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, which he mentioned once on the show, is still available wherever great books are sold and at the Gun Shop Bookshop Gun Range, known as Gun for Hire, where if you do take the uh, Drawing from Concealment Holster class you will be able to do that at the range and uh, unlike bowling leagues uh, the shooting league you are allowed to wear your own shoes so we love you guys uh, God willing Jesus towers and the batteries hold out uh, from the shadows of the New York City skyline and the beautiful Gulf Shores of Alabama where it is 97 degrees we love you guys see you next week